This is the Big Church Podcast. Well, about last week, wow, last week was crazy, so, so good. And you guys, I just want to remind you, not just in church, but in your personal lives, sometimes you just need to get mad enough at the devil and put him in his place. Do you know that you have the authority? The devil can't win. We win. Jesus died so that we can win. Well, I want to know how many of you guys have your phones with you today. Okay. Five of you, whatever. I don't believe you. If you've got your phone, will you stick it high in the air? Thank you, Jesus, for iPhones. We thank you for Androids, too. (laughs) But I want you to take them out. And I want you to go to your camera. All right? And then I want you to hit the front camera. Now, if you're a a Gen Zer, you know that as the selfie camera. Get it to the selfie camera. And get it in front of your face. You know, um, like right here. And then once you see yourself, I want you to take your pointer finger and I want you to point at yourself, all right? And I want you to repeat after me, say, this is for you. Say it like you mean it, this is for you. This is for you. All right, now, put your phone down so you don't get distracted, all right? Um, But I'm going to ask you that the minute that you start thinking, wow, I wish so-and-so was here today to hear this message. I want you to just pop it right back up there and tell yourself, this is for you. You guys, we need to become fruit inspectors. But first, we need to inspect our own fruit before we start inspecting other people's fruit, right? We're so quick to point to everybody else when all the while we've got four fingers pointing back to ourselves. We've got to start pointing it to ourselves. I'm going to ask you some questions, and um, I want you to play along. What is this? Oh, good job. You probably learned that when you were two or three. What is this? Oh, my gosh, you're so smart. What is this? And, oh, yes, I heard a young one say that. I love that. And what is this? Bananas. Well, these fruits were easy to identify because we know their characteristics, right? We know an orange is orange in color and is bumpy. We know bananas are yellow and kind of curved. We know pineapple has got this beautiful crown. We know that by its characteristics. They were easy to identify for that reason. But today we're going to be reading from the Sermon on the Mount. I love Jesus. (laughs) And I really love the Sermon on the Mount. It's his greatest sermon. And let me tell you why I love it so much. Because Jesus wasn't talking to the unsaved folk in this. I mean, they're living their life. Jesus was talking to the church folk, the Pharisees, the ones that think they're better than everybody else, holier than now. 
That's who this message was for. And um, he was saying, Pharisees, you're the one that are so religious. You're the one that is always inspecting other people's fruits, but never turning the front camera on and inspecting your own. The Pharisees were the ones that were always concerned about their outward appearance. I'm going to say the right words. I'm going to lift my hands when I need to. I'm going to let people hear me praying, but I ain't going to pray in my closet. They were the ones that were judgmental but never loving. So our text today comes from Jesus in Matthew chapter 7, and we're going to begin reading in verse 15. Take a deep breath. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. It is by the way they act. You Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so can you identify people by their actions. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you today. This service is yours. This word is yours. Anoint my lips to speak every word that you put in my spirit. And today, God, I pray for every hearer of this word, that we don't sit back and be thinking of other people, but we let your word, your sword of the spirit to divide soul and flesh, and you speak to our very hearts. You speak to our very soul. Jesus, have your way. We want more of you in Jesus' name. That last sentence, though, guys, it says you can identify a fruit by a tree by its fruit. So you can identify people by their actions. Just as we knew what the fruits were because of their characteristics, we can know how people are by their actions. Have you ever thought about how your actions speak so loudly that nobody can hear what you're saying? Your actions are speaking so loudly that we don't know what you're saying. When I was building my Mary Kay business back 26 years ago, um, and my kids were little, I had to do parties. Well, lift your hand if you work during the day. Okay, so I had to do my parties at night, right? Because that's when people were home. And um, it was great in the beginning because our priorities in Mary Kay was God first, family second, career third. And so while my babies were little, I was living the priorities. And my fruit was that. But my kids grew up, as kids do, and they get in school, and they get in sports. And then I started having people use those priorities against me because I wasn't at all of their games. My fruit was telling my family that my career is more important than my family. 
And let me tell you another story. Um, I'm going to name my friend Stacy, okay? Because I'm all not going to tell you her real name because, well, she doesn't go here, but I don't ever want to throw anybody under the bus. But Stacy was always late, always. So we would set a time to meet, and um, I would be waiting, waiting, waiting. I'm not talking 10 minutes, y'all. I'm talking a half an hour to an hour to an hour and a half. So I learned her fruit, and guess what? Instead of saying we were meeting at 6, I would tell Stacy we're meeting at 6.30 so that I wouldn't be waiting as long. Do y'all know anybody like that? Maybe it's not even being late. Maybe it's something else. But you guys, it's easy to talk the talk. It's not so easy to walk the talk. And um, this morning during run-through, I was singing along with Ashley, and I thought I sounded like her. I was like, oh, I sound just like her. They let me know that my talk didn't match my walk. <laughs> so anyway, it's easy to talk the talk, but it's not easy to walk the talk. We're always looking for the rotten spots in other people instead of looking for the rotten spots in our own lives. It's why it's so important not to blame others, but to look at our part in every situation. We absolutely must be inspecting our own fruit. I know I just bought these on Friday, and bananas, you know, they go quick, real, they go bad really quick. Um, but we must be inspecting our own fruit more than others. The Bible calls that judging. We the way that we judge or the way that we're inspecting everybody else, the Bible says is the way that we'll be judged. So in today's culture, we call that self-aware. I'm self-aware. I'm looking at myself. I'm self-aware. How many of you guys, um, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but kind of raise your heart. Are you self-aware? Do you ask yourselves questions instead of being so quick to point out everybody else. And how often do you sit with the Lord and pray this scripture? Psalm 139, 23 and 24 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Our biggest desire needs to become working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Not so much about helping somebody else work out theirs. We've got to be working out our own because Matthew 7, 22 says, on judgment day, Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and we cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Just because you know Jesus doesn't mean he knows you. Andrew and I were talking. We stayed after crew last Monday night. And we were talking about this scripture. Um, and I just want to say that 
boy is anointed. <laughs> he and here is what he shared with me because we were talking about it, and and I asked him after that. I was like, "Send me that. Type that out and send that to me." And so here's what he said: God can, but He won't be in the presence of sin or evil. He won't associate himself with it. If we don't separate ourselves from sin, God will no longer choose to associate with us. He wouldn't even look at his son when he was on the cross taking all the sin we put on him. Now, I don't know about you, but that makes me want to clean up my life, right? Y'all, we can be hearers of the word. We can even be speakers of the word. But if we're not doers of the word, and I mean the whole word, not we pick and choose what we're going to obey. I'm talking from Genesis to Revelation. If God said it, he meant it, and let's live it. He is going to say to us, I never knew you. So let's revisit verse 16 from our key scripture. It says, you can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. So what does it say? By the way they act. What is fruit? What is your fruit? It's everything about us. It's our life, the way we talk or not, the way we live. It's integrity. And so let's go over what integrity is. Integrity is doing the right thing. It is keeping your word when other things come up that sound better. It is choosing to honor regardless of whether you agree or not. It is being truthful. It is follow through. And it is who or what you do when no one else is around. Integrity is your true character. Just like we can see this rotten spot on this banana, we can begin to see rotten spots in our own life and in the lives of others. So let's look at the traits of good and bad fruit. Good fruit speaks the truth in love. Those last two words are super important. We can get real busy speaking the truth to people. But if we don't do it in love, we're producing bad fruit. But bad fruit makes excuses or lies. Good fruit is dependable. Bad fruit can't be counted on. If you display good fruit, you're loving. But if you display bad fruit, you're intolerant or unloving. Good fruit is generous. Bad fruit is selfish. Good fruit is, I'm on team. Bad fruit is, I'm going to go sow seeds of discord. Good fruit is, I'm humble. Bad fruit is prideful or always bragging. Just, I'm so good at this. I do this great. So on and so forth. Good fruit owns their mistakes, says they're sorry, repents, makes changes, but bad fruit blames everybody else. They never look at that front camera. They never say, this is for you. Good fruit are energy givers. They're positive. Bad fruit, energy suckers. Y'all know them? Whoo. 
I run into them sometimes in Kroger, and I'm like, oh, I hope they don't see me. Because <laughs> I, w- listen, you become like the people you hang with, and you need to be filled up so you can pour out. The last one is good fruit confronts bad fruit talks behind backs. Good fruit comes from being led by the Spirit, and we display the fruits of the Spirit. But bad fruit, at the end of the day, is led by our flesh, and it's from a place of selfishness. Hear me. People with bad fruit, intentionally or not, are deceitful. And they will bend over backwards trying to make you think they have good fruit. Are we one of those people? Are we doing that? So always check your heart before you act. What is your motive behind your actions? If your motive is, oh, I can't wait to throw somebody under the bus. Oh, I can't wait to make myself look good. Oh, I'm doing this so I can get a position. What is your motive behind everything you do? Is it led by the Spirit? Listen, we've got to listen to people's words, but we better study their action because their actions are who they are. One thing I can say about our church and your pastors is we've never claimed to be perfect. As a matter of fact, people that have had me on a pedestal, I say, please take me down because I'm going to fail you. I'm going to hurt you. Not intentionally, but it's going to happen because we're human. And there is no perfect church. There is no perfect pastor. There is no perfect congregation ever. So we have to take that front camera out. And I want to assure you that every Monday morning, our whole staff does that. We talk about fruits, and we talk about veggies. Veggies are the, they, they're both good for you, okay? Uh, but the veggies are the things that we're looking at ourselves and saying, what are, where are we missing the mark? You may be thinking, oh, yeah, I'm uh, really feeling like I need to be more self-aware and not so focused on everyone else. I need to examine my own fruits so that I'm not cut off and thrown in the fire, right, as the scripture says. I'm going to ask you if you're a note taker or you're one that says, hey, okay, I've heard the word. Now I want to go apply it to my life this next week. This is where I'm going to ask you to bring that phone back out if you don't have a notebook and begin to take notes because I'm going to give you through Scripture some practical ways that you can have good fruit. Jesus teaches us how in John 15. We're going to begin reading in verse 1. And it says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off, say cuts off, every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes, say he prunes, the branches that do not bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. Remain, say remain, in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain 
in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I am them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. A lot of uh, bonfires going on this time of year. I don't want to be in it. I don't know about you. (laughs) Uh, But if you remain in me and my words remain in me, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples and that brings great glory to my Father. So there are three things that we need to do to have good fruit. The first one is we've got to cut off the dead, right? So what that looks like is you need to cut off going to social media the first thing when you wake up in the morning. How many of you sleep with your phone Uh, like me? (laughs) And uh, the first thing we turn to is like, oh, I got to see who texted me or who who, um, commented on something or whatever. Maybe we need to turn, cut that off and then instead replace it with prayer. And guys, if all you do is pray this simple prayer, you're going to start your day off great. Dear Jesus, I love you. Thank you. I need you in Jesus' name. If that's all you do, that's a start. Because some people need to just get a start. Maybe we go, instead of going to all this, we cut that off and go to gratitude or praise. Maybe we need to cut off believing the lies of the enemy. If it's good, it's from God. If it's bad, it's from the enemy. Simple as that. So if you're believing something about yourself or somebody else, it's probably not from the Lord. So maybe we need to cut that off by taking all of our thoughts captive and renewing our mind and replace it with what God says about you. We've got to cut off sin because sin is death, and it brings death to relationships. It brings death to our dreams. It brings death everywhere around us. And you guys, we've got to cut off toxic relationships. If you're even saying, I don't know if this is toxic or is it not? It is. Go ahead and cut it off. Uh, And we have to cut off anything that puts us in a position that makes us an easy target for the enemy. Pastor Rich at pre-service prayer was praying over um, uh, things that are obstacles that we can turn into opportunities. And the first one he said was fear. The first thing he prayed over was fear. And that makes us an easy target. When we're fearful, then we're saying, here, God, here, Satan, eat my lunch. That's what ends up happening when we agree with anything that the enemy is saying. I got to tell you a funny story. While I was on my sabbatical, thank you guys for giving me the grace to go get healed and restored. It was exactly what Jesus ordered. <laughs> um, but um, my plants, when I got back, started to look a little sick. And a little dead. 
<laughs> there were like brown leaves on them. And, um, you know, I was like, okay. Uh, but Pastor Johnny has a green thumb. And so the first thing he did is he started, well, I did it, and I know he did too because I didn't get to all of them. But he started picking off the dead. You got to get rid of the brown leaves so that you can move forward, right? But here was what was so cute. Last Monday, we're sitting around the staff table, and we've got an aloe vera plant. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> and he had one of their little palms in his hand, and he was petting it and talking to it so sweet. <laughs> so um, he cut off the dead, but then he's been treating it really good. I had to share that. Sorry, Pastor Johnny. But the second thing we need to do after we cut off the dead is we need to allow the pruning process in our lives, right? We gotta cut off even the bad or even the good so it will grow more. And we touched on this last week, but I'm going to touch on it again in case you weren't here last week. Um, a lot of good people have left our church. Some have moved to Florida. Some are moving to Nashville. Some are pursuing other ministry. But I believe this is part of the pruning process. God has to cut off the, the good so he can say to us, well, what are you going to do with this? Are we going to sit back and be defeated or are we going to be fuller, grow more, get taller, get strengthened? And you guys, we have to allow things to be pruned in our lives so we can experience most, more growth. So maybe that's, hey, I need to cut off some time with some of my friends so that I can spend more time with the Lord. Maybe we need to cut off some of the way that we spend. Maybe I am not attacking all you coffee drinkers. But um, maybe we need to cut off some coffee. Maybe we need to not eat out so much. Maybe we even need to back off some of our charities so that we can be faithful to the tithe because the tithe is what God says I'll bless. He doesn't say he'll bless our, uh, I mean, he will bless our offerings, but he can't bless us if we've got his hands tied. And maybe we need to prune the food in our life by fasting. Some of these only come out by prayer and fasting, and I'll tell you, uh, the, the shift that you've seen in our church came from a time where your staff, our staff, did a corporate fast together, and God began to move again. So if you're feeling like, I'm dying, I'm drying up, I'm withering away, why don't you go on some type of fast? So maybe we're pruning good stuff like social media and coffee. Maybe we're fasting and pruning um, uh, sugar <laughs> so that we can uh, spend more time praying. Listen, when a tree is pruned, it's going to get fuller, taller, and there's going to be growth. And guess what? The same thing happens when our life is pruned. We're going to get fuller. 
We're going to be more joyful. How many of you guys have been struggling? I mean, I feel like we're in the, the, the like afterburn or whatever you call it. I don't know. Um, since COVID, we're two years post-COVID and we're struggling because we kept pressing on for that whole time. And now we're going, whoa. So if you're discouraged today, we can prune even good stuff so that we can get more joy again. We can be more productive and we can receive favor. The last one, number three, we have to remain. We have to stay connected. The devil's number one tool, I believe, is discouragement. And he wants you to disconnect. Disconnect from God, disconnect from church, disconnect from good people in your life. He wants you divided and disconnected and severed so he can steal, kill, and destroy. He wants that. We cannot do this walk on our own. I learned that on sabbatical. I was gone for a month. And the first couple weeks, I was like, I'm good. Third week rolls around, or the weekend before the third week, and I call Pastor Rich, and I said, can I come home? He said, no. <laughs> I was like, how dare you? <laughs> and I was like, well, can you come see me? Because when the enemy divides, he conquers. And when the enemy isolates, he dominates. We cannot do this on our own. We need Jesus and we need each other. It's not just something that we say, but we're better together, you guys. We're better together. And Pastor Johnny did a great job at Circle Up talking about that. Today, as you've been looking in that front camera, you may have been like, ouch. Jesus has really been stepping on my toes today. I didn't do it. Jesus did it. It's his word. And it divides flesh and spirit and soul. And he is stepping on toes today. And I want you to ask yourself this question. When people look at my life, do they see Jesus? You know, there is a good cure for rotten spots in our life. And it comes in Matthew 5. And we're going to read in verse 23 and 24. It says, so if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple, in church, and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice at the altar, go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. So my question to you today, is there something you need to make right with someone? Maybe someone in the body of Christ, maybe someone in your family, but is there someone you need to make right with this morning? And maybe you need to have a conversation. Not maybe, you do. You need to make a phone call, set up a coffee, Send a text or an email or however you want to communicate. But listen, if we want the fullness of God, we've got to do it God's way. And I'm just going to agree with you. Yes, it's uncomfortable. 
It's uncomfortable to have conversations where you have to confront somebody and tell them exactly how you're feeling or what you've done wrong or what they've done wrong that hurts you. It's uncomfortable. But Jesus hasn't called us to be comfortable. He's called us to be holy. You cannot bear good fruit if you're not all in. You need to be a part of the vine, as the Bible told us. And Jesus is the vine. So if you've never given your life to the Lord, or maybe you've been one of those that give a little bit, but today you want to go all in. You can have my whole heart. You can have my whole life. We want today to be that day. The Bible says that all you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and you're saved. Then you work out your salvation from there. So if that's you, I'm going to ask every single person to stand as they dim the lights. And if that's you, Pastor Rich and I are going to be right down front and center. And we want to pray with you. And then if you were one of those people that the Holy Spirit was stepping all over your toes during this service, I want you to come and agree with our um, prayer team and let us pray with you. Guys, here's why the enemy keeps us backed into a corner because there's shame in our game. And I'm here to tell you today, we're standing up to the devil and saying, no, not today. There is no shame in my game. I am not perfect. I don't have it all together. I'm getting it together today. So would you join us? We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.